1: Let's talk about tech. And could Taylor Swift be the catalyst for some actual meaningful regulation of artificial intelligence? What a sentence it is. Uh, It's being asked because over the past couple of weeks, some rather indecent images of Taylor Swift have been circulating online. Um, The issue was, in fact, serious enough that the White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, was asked about it over the weekend. Here's some audio from that.
0: There should be legislation, obviously, to deal with this issue. But as I just stated, the president has taken action. Of course, Congress should take uh, should take legislative action. That's how you deal with some of these issues, obviously. Uh, but uh, you know, it is alarming to us, and we're going to continue to do what we can from the federal government. Okay.
1: So here's a question: Why hasn't this happened already? And what, if any, are the fish hooks involved with legislation? with legislating in this particular area. Well, Alan Robbins is a senior consultant at the Brainbox Institute. Brainbox is a law and tech policy think tank and he is on the line now. Kia to Alan. Kia ora, amigo. So, look, first up, g- give us the background here. Why are people talking about Taylor Swift and AI?
0: Well, uh, they're talking about Taylor Swift and AI because some... Creeps Online used AI tools to make fake nude photographs of her, and then they distributed them very widely on Twitter or X, as its owner insists on calling it. Uh, They went viral, as I believe you were talking about before. So uh, a lot of people saw these fake nudes.
1: Yeah, and Taylor Swift, pretty much everybody probably knows this, but Taylor Swift's fan base is um, known known for being how would you say fiercely protective of her
0: yeah yeah I, they're passionate. <laughs> passionate
1: okay now alan explain for us how are images like these images actually uh made
0: Well, what happens practically most of the time is that the people who want to make them will go to one of these publicly accessible AI tools, whether they're online or whether they've downloaded them onto their own computer, and just type in something like Taylor Swift naked big boober, and that's... (laughs) probably enough most of the time that's all they need to do at this point i could explain how ai image generation in general works uh, but that could get pretty technical and uh, the readers the listeners rather might not want to get that deep tonight
1: well i mean maybe if you could you know go knee deep in that. Um, that, that might be helpful right. because because it's always been my understanding that AI needs to be t- trained on images, right? Is that the case with image generation too?
0: Absolutely, yes. So AI image generation works by taking a whole lot of images with descriptions of those images. You know, you might have uh, birds soaring above a blue sea eight-millimeter film photograph, for mm. instance, uh, and you've got that text and that photograph. You feed in as many of those image description pairings as you can possibly get millions billions if possible and then the system essentially learns the associations with each one of those words each one of those descriptions and that means you can combine them in various ways so there aren't any naked pictures of taylor swift in the training data for these ais i would assume Mm -hmm. but there are definitely pictures of naked people naked women there are definitely pictures of taylor swift in those training um, packages so that means that you can type in taylor swift naked and it will combine those things that it has learned from all those prompts and give you something that looks you know Mm. if not like taylor swift naked because who knows what that actually looks like except a a few people Mm -hmm. Something that will satisfy the average internet pervert,
1: and and I suppose the inference that I that I would take from that is, um, for for really photographed people, uh, it would be very easy for AIs to create very detailed, very quote unquote accurate sorts of images. And Taylor Swift is probably one of the most photographed people in the world, and so would be ripe for all sorts of uh, deep fakes.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So. I mean, is it possible to make these sorts of uh, pictures of pretty much anyone if you have enough photos of them?
0: Yeah, pretty much anyone, I'm afraid. And with the way the technology has progressed, you really do not need many photos at all. Uh, Stop me if this gets too depressing, but there are illicit services on channels like Telegram, encrypted messaging services, where... People who want photographs, whether they are of celebrities or whether they are of just people they know, can provide descriptions, they can provide images to people who will generate images like this at a cost. And with the technology being as good as it is, you do not need more than a few photographs to directly feed in as guides for the system to use. Because in addition to drawing on its text descriptions, you can often give these systems uh, things like make it look like this photograph Uh. you know if you have a few photographs of a specific person if you've taken them off instagram or illicitly snapped them you can make something that is going to be passable a lot of the time and this does happen all the time not just to celebrities but to everyday women and it is almost entirely women Mm. um there, there there really does not seem to be any person or group of people who is immune from having this done to them i'm afraid to say alan this is this this technology is
1: it new because photoshop's been around for a long time i imagine if you were sufficiently motivated you could do all of this sort of stuff in in photoshop couldn't you
0: well you you could that's the the key term there is sufficiently motivated so the technology itself is new this ai image generation it's been around for you know several years but it's it's only getting really really good kind of now but before if you wanted to make one of these fake nudes you would probably have to spend several hours searching for the right images to composite and then putting them together in photoshop that doesn't even count the time you had to spend getting good at photoshop now all you need to do is go to one of these services and pay somebody uh, a small amount of money to do it or just go to one of the ai tools online and type in a sentence you can do in 30 seconds what would have taken a dedicated pervert four or five hours before and so the barrier to doing this is so so much lower than it was before
1: But surely, I mean, once these come out, you know, surely this is a pretty cut and dry situation in that, uh, you know, someone is creating clearly harmful, clearly intimate, fake images of a person and sharing them with other people. We have a whole, we have a whole bill, the Act rather, the Harmful Digital Communications Act, which is tailored to dealing with situations like this, right? Like, wouldn't it be a, I mean, this is in New Zealand, of course, we're talking about Taylor Swift, it wouldn't apply in America, but. If if this happened in New Zealand, they'd just get done under that
0: act? Well, I'm afraid that that's far from a certainty. So the difficulty here is that The claim is, well, that isn't really that person. You know, it's just a digital image that looks a lot like that person. It's not really a photograph of them. It's not, finger quotes, really a depiction of them. In the U.S., uh, there are some states like California that have passed explicit laws against uh, deepfakes, uh, including commercial deepfakes and pornographic deepfakes, like these ones that were spread around on Twitter. Those laws have yet to be tested, and there are some people who think that they could run up afoul of other kind of free speech and platform moderation laws in the United States. In New Zealand, it is uncertain as to whether the Harm for Digital Communications Act would actually cover AI-generated images. There hasn't been formal clarification. And I should say, there have been multiple attempts over the years, because deepfakes have been around for a while mm-hmm. and have been... Targeting women for non consensual pornography as soon as they appeared. I mean, the term deepfakes comes from a Reddit user called Deepfakes that was doing non consensual pornography of celebrities. You know, that's where the term originated. Mm-hmm. So, this has been around since the genesis of the technology, pretty much. And people have attempted to get in front of Parliament clarifications. You know, they want. Parliament to say that this is illegal and will not be allowed in New Zealand. And Parliament has not taken that on yet because I guess it just hasn't been a priority for them. So maybe it will be now.
1: You mentioned just before that there might be a bit of a conflict between attempts to regulate in the AI sphere and and freedom of speech, freedom of expression. Can you just get into that a little bit more?
0: Okay, so the difficulty is that... With the generation of these images and with the spread of these images, the spread is often really the the thing that helps create the harm, right? We're talking about this right now, not because there were illicit pornographic images of Taylor Swift, because those have been around for a long time. Mm. They were some of the first deep fakes. And as you pointed out, people were probably creating them in Photoshop before. They went viral because of changes on x or twitter or whatever you want to call it because it has gutted its moderation team because it has refocused its recommendation algorithms towards controversial and engaging content Mm -hmm. and because there has been a scheme rolled out to pay people who post that controversial and engaging content so it had all the requisite tools to get seen by a whole lot of people really really quickly Mm. and you know they're starting to try and take it they're taking it down now it's imperfect probably it's still up somewhere on the platform but it was it was up for many many hours before anything was done about it and that's because of the changes with x not the changes with the technology the issue faced by the californian law is that in america and therefore in the rest of the world uh, internet platforms are subject to something called section 230 of the communications act which basically frees websites that people the users post content on from liability for all the content that its users post right uh, if it's not necessarily aware of it because You know, you can't expect YouTube, for instance, to be fully responsible for every single YouTube video somebody uploads because otherwise the site would get taken down instantly. Of course there's bad stuff on it. They have to take it down as they become aware of it. And platforms are not currently legally obligated to look for this kind of material, so they should take it down when they see it, but trying to obligate them to look for certain kinds of speech to take it down is unfortunately something of a legal morass. And also, unfortunately, there are people who will react to literally any attempt to prevent anything from being said or done on, internet, on the internet and on social media as a the, the first step in a slippery slope to 1984 fascism mm. and will kick up a big stink about it. So I'm sure that there are people who are working on ways to prevent this from happening. Uh, and legal recourse for the victims of it. But it is unfortunately, because of all of these reasons, because these aren't, finger quotes, really depictions of the people because for everyday people who aren't recognizable celebrities there's always the dodge of the people who made the images to go oh i never intended for it to look like that person Mm. i was just trying to create a sexy image and happened to come out looking like this but are you saying that i can't draw a picture that happens to end up looking like somebody all those sorts of things (sighs) it is a quagmire
1: (laughs) I, I mean, Alan. I've just got a text in from somebody. Uh, we won't use the name, but it, it reads: uh, "This ha- what what you and I are talking about now." This happened to me last year. I found out someone mm. photoshopped naked images of me that they took from my Instagram photos. And I mean, what is what is a person's recourse in a situation like that?
0: Unfortunately, the recourse is pretty limited. Uh, while you can reach out to platforms and try and get that stuff taken down. And I do want to mention there is a, uh, there is a very good organization called stop NCII or stop non-consensual intimate image abuse Mm -hmm. out there that connects with people who are experiencing traditionally uh, revenge porn uh, and real images of them being shared without their permission. But I imagine that they are going to have to expand into faked images or at least connect with people who are, because it's, widespread already and it's only going to get more widespread but you can approach the platforms but at least in new zealand there is not settled jurisprudence on whether or not creation of those images is illegal and whether or not posting them is illegal i would love to see that you would think intuitively it should be i think we can all agree that that's horrible Mm. and that it's a violation and we should try and stop it but there are no concrete legal levers for you to pull. There is.
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> and and you know, uh, I, I think we can both agree that that's pretty bad. And the the text, you know, it's important to remember that while this is happening to Taylor Swift and we're talking about it most of the people who are affected by it if not necessarily by volume of images created but in terms of the number of people who are affected and how much they are affected yeah. most of the people who are affected by this are not celebrities totally they're just ordinary people who do not have the kind of resources and support systems and access to remedy that a celebrity does
1: well because i guess that's the thing here isn't it is you know, the question of whether a case like this that involves one of the most famous people in the world who has a pretty squeaky clean image and, as we've talked about, a pretty impassioned and protective fan base, whether that could actually be the impetus for meaningful... Like, it's not good that the world is, in particular America, is so celebrity-obsessed, but, you know, I guess the question is, could Taylor Swift save us from Skynet, ultimately? Could,
0: could, could all of this actually contribute to meaningful regulation of AI? Uh, well, look, never say never. Uh, I'm not sure the connection between this and Skynet. Like, mm. creating non-consensual nude images is horrible, but it's, it's hardly Skynet. And I, I don't think we're really close to Skynet, mm. despite what some AI salesman uh, will tell you. But my concern is, yes, this is is getting a lot of attention. Taylor Swift has a large fan base and she's very popular in America, you know, even across party lines. So there is going to be a lot of impetus to do something about this. And I imagine that, there will end up being some kind of remedy for Taylor Swift and levers for people in her position in future to pull. Mm. What I worry is that that will be levers for celebrities and very wealthy people are able to pull and not necessarily recourse for ordinary people. So while I, I hope that this results in changes and that this results in there being more access to recourse for people who are the victims of this kind of violation. There is a risk that this just ends up being a move to make a big show about saving Taylor Swift and not about addressing those underlying problems and systems that enable it. Hey,
1: Alan, here's, here's a question from a listener. It's actually a really good question. I should have asked this before. Um, the question is how how do we actually how do we know that these are fake if we don't know that there have been any naked photos of Taylor Swift taken and I suppose the the subtext of that question is uh, are there telltale signs that an image is AI generated or are there things that you can do to to ensure that you know that an image is AI generated because you can see how someone perhaps um, an unflattering photograph of them is taken maybe it's an an MP doing something that they uh, shouldn't be doing. And the defence might be, "Oh, that's not me. That's an AI generated photo."
0: Mm. Well, I will say, right now there are things that you can look for. I mean, people made fun of AI images having really, really messed up fingers yeah. in the past, but the thing to remember is that these systems are improving. They're getting better. They're being developed by the people who use them. And very often the things that make them visibly AI generated are the things that are targeted to be corrected by newer versions of these systems. So I'll say right now, AI images, especially uh, fake AI photographs, tend to have this very kind of glossy feel. Mm -hmm. Everything's a little bit too smooth. It's kind of it's out of the uncanny valley but it's not fully out of the other side Mm. you know it's it's a little bit too symmetrical there there are often sort of weird things going on with the hair or teeth don't quite line up but don't get comfortable thinking that because you can spot a kind of ai sheen on a picture that you are going to be able to do that in the future because the hand thing has already largely been fixed Mm. and these other imperfections are going to be worked on in the future. So in the future, it may be impossible to, tell at a glance Uh, there are people who are working on forensic tools to figure out whether or not pictures are ai generated but those tools have historically not had a great hit rate and they those tools once they are created can be used by the people who are generating ai images to strengthen their systems you know you Mm. you set up a system generating pictures put it into the detector and get it to keep on making images until it makes ones that haven't been detected and that can't be detected by it there are various ways of trying to mitigate these issues most of the reputable ai image generation tools created by commercial companies they've tried to put in guardrails uh to stop people abusing them uh, and they're talking about the possibility of watermarking the pictures in some way that mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily be visible but that you could scan it with a tool of theirs and it would say being, yes, this was generated by this tool maybe at this time. But early tests say that those watermarks are easy to remove, uh, even if they're put in. And ultimately, there are a lot of these tools out there, and many of them are made by people who do not have the same sort of scruples and aren't building in those guardrails, which is why we've had this whole catastrophe with Taylor Swift. So these images, I think we can be pretty sure that they are AI-generated... Mm-hmm. Uh, also because these images in question, people found the telegram group where like the people were generating right. and sharing them with each other yeah. and then posting them to Twitter and being like, I made this. So we can, we can trace the, uh, providence of those. Images. And that's going to be more and more important in the future, not only for fake images that we create, having a chain to show that they are definitely fake, but real images, you're probably going to want to have a chain to prove that it came from a camera and not from an AI image generator. So right now, too smooth, too glossy, weird depth of field, things in the background being a bit fuzzy, just things being slightly off. But in the future, you won't necessarily be able to rely on that.
1: Alan, there is a, we've got about three minutes left, um, but there there is a a wider sort of philosophical, perhaps legalistic context to this, right, in in the question of um, control, the control that people have over their own image and how that is used, what people's rights are in this kind of
0: sphere. Um, Is that a complicated Mm. question? It It is a complicated question, unfortunately. Um, you know, from a first principle standpoint, it doesn't feel complicated. You know, people should be able to have control over their own body, their own image, their own voice, which is something that is increasingly in question with AI voice generation. There are people who are, you know, creating things that let you generate a Drake voice or mm. actors' voices all of these things are I, I hate to use the word morass again, but that's what they're running into. You have rights in theory. you know everybody has personality rights, uh, what they're called legally there's the publicity right, which is the right not to have your image used uh, for commercial purposes without your permission and um, publicity rights or privacy rights, the the right to just not be represented in a way that you don't want to be uh, without your permission. Enforcing them can be hard. There are all sorts of, you know, caveats and ways in which technically things can be allowed. And look, I'm not a lawyer.
1: Oh, my word. We may have lost Alan Robbins just then. Uh, His connection appears to have carked it. Um, We will see if we can get Alan up, although there is just a minute and a half left in the hour. It seems as though Alan is actually gone. Um, I don't know what he was going to say, but we were getting to something quite interesting there. Um, Perhaps if we can't get him back this hour, I'll get him to summarise, and then I'll tell you after the 10 o'clock bulletin.